We're getting up close and personal with all your favorite celebrities on the hottest weekend party show in the city, The Abbey Night Show. Y'all. You're listening to all the hits on the number one party show in the city, The Abbey Night Show. Tell a friend. And we're back, everyone, with a special guest today, Matthew Ashley. How are you? Good. How are you, Abby? Thank you Pretty for having good. me. Did I say your last name right? You did. You're the first person ever, so congratulate yourself. Oh, awesome. Pat on the back <laughs> like this right here. Okay. That's right. <laughs> I'm so happy to be talking to you. So we met at an event that there was here in Atlanta and I fell in love with your artwork and I was like, I have to have you on the show to just get into your business more. And here we are. It means so much. I really enjoyed getting to meet you. Just so you know, I have that Joker. um, I I don't know. What do you call it? You call it like a portrait? It's not like a painting. The Joker artwork. Uh-huh. We'll call it that Joker artwork, and I yeah, have it in a place. Too. Yeah, I have I have it in a place where I can actually like I see it. I actively see it every single day. Oh. I was talking to a friend, and they were like, "I love that. Where'd you get it?" And I'm like, Psh, "Listen, here's the information <laughs> website. This is where you go. Click on the link here." <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot that you like it. Yeah, I love it. I don't like it. I love, love, love it. So, I guess I wanted to kind of get to know you a little bit more dive back into how you got into all of this like what were you what was your childhood like what were you like as a kid I was always kind of artsy I was always into drawing and music theater that kind of thing and uh, I grew up thinking I was going to be a comic artist and I actually went and did portfolio reviews at Comic Con in San Diego for about three years trying to become a professional artist and then things just completely changed because I started doing celebrity work instead so Everything happens for a reason. (laughs) I was going to say, not a bad trade-off, right? No, not at all. Trust me. So was there there a particular moment that stands out when you were younger, when you were like, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do for a living? Uh, Honestly, whenever I saw Todd McFarlane's work, Todd McFarlane is the gentleman that drew for uh, Spider-Man and uh, created Spawn and Image Comics later on. And Mm. his style of artwork just kind of changed my life. It just seemed to make his art jump off the page, so... That's kind of what I wanted to model myself after. So I definitely wanted to be a comic artist. And then I got, you know, into doing the celebrity work and I kind of put that to the side a little bit. But I still do it a little bit here and there. So I get to still have some fun with my comic stuff. (laughs) Do you remember what the first portrait was that you drew or that you painted and how old you were? Uh, My first actual realistic pencil portrait was uh, of Kurt Cobain, actually, when he passed away. Oh, okay. uh, before that, I actually, uh, I won a school-wide contest, even through high school as a kindergarten through 12th grade, whatever, but it was a school fundamentals of reading competition. I was in third grade, so that was my first competition where I thought that I might actually be an artist one day is in third grade. Oh, wow. Look at that. It's funny how things happen in life, right? It really is. Looking back at your childhood, it's like you can actually put the pieces together. It makes sense. That you're Absolutely. where you are right now in this moment. So if you if you had to go back and highlight one particular moment in your childhood that stands out and means the most to you, what would that be? Something that you identify with the most? Um, probably uh, whenever I was a freshman in high school, I actually got asked to be in independent study, which was most of the time available only to like seniors. So that was kind of my first 
big push, like maybe I have a little something extra that I can use this gift for. So that's probably one of the biggest moments right there. And of course, went in that competition in third grade. And from there, I've won several other competitions that have kind of defined my career and everything too. So I've been more than blessed and lucky. That's for sure. I've always kind of circled around the arts in some way, shape or form. So how did you, how'd you wind up going? Okay. So you're going to Comic-Con. You, you initially wanted to get into the comic art world. How did you wind up in the walking dead? Honestly, um, whenever I was in college, I'd went into film. I was a, in the film program and uh, my degree was in single cam directing with an emphasis on editing. And okay. I got stuck doing broadcast news for 10 years working nights and I worked every holiday. So I really didn't enjoy it very much. And I did a piece mm -hmm. of artwork for uh, Iron E. Singleton, uh, the gentleman that played T-Dog from The Walking Dead about halfway through the first season. And I did that just as a fan because I was sick and tired of doing my TV work. So I gave it to him and whenever I gave it to him, it was right the very first of the series, right before the huge explosion that everybody went crazy over The Walking Dead. So you had Norman Reedus to my right and John Bernthal to my left and Chandler Riggs and the lady that played Andrea and all kinds of other, or a couple others from the cast. And it just kind of started snowballing and uh, I've got to work for several of them. You know, they've really defined my career, that's for sure. They definitely gave me the, my start. I couldn't thank them enough. Yeah, they've been that, so good to me. That's um, I, I will say of of all the places I've worked, The Walking Dead just had a different dynamic. It felt different. It felt like a family. And Norman, from my experience, my experience personally, has always been so down to earth and just nice to everybody. You know, absolutely. Yeah. He really is, and he's more of an introvert than people think that he is either. Or he's a little bit more shy than people think that he is. But uh, he was a really sweet guy. I remember him well before The Walking Dead days were ever thought about back in boondock saints days wow oh so you go way way back as a fan way back way oh, way back and he's been the same norman every time i've met him since so yeah i mean for me it's been the same thing i mean he's always right. and he's always treated everybody the exact same way always smiles says yeah. hello you know um that's so cool so one of the biggest moments of my life is uh, whenever i got to actually give him his uh, drawing and painting and it was uh, right in front of about 300 and something people. It was during his photo ops and everything. And I'll never forget that he had so much respect that he touched the corners of the drawing just with the itty bitty corners of his fingers so he wouldn't smudge anything. He held it above everybody and just yelled, this is rad! And from there, everybody wanted to know who I was. So it kind of worked out. That's really cool. And, and that's one thing about them over there is that I feel like they're so humble. And they're they so willing to give back and to recognize people. And it's important to do that because in an industry like this, it's so easy to get lost in the chaos. And I think oftentimes a lot of people forget their beginnings. And Absolutely. once they get on, they forget that they too were once in a place where they were hoping to be discovered. And it took one person giving them an opportunity to get them to the, you know, the place that they are today. Absolutely. You couldn't be more right. And I will say those Walking Dead fans are something else. Okay, something oh, yeah. serious. I, I was I. My mom and my brother were big fans. I tried to get into the actual show, and it just wasn't for me. But yeah. I remember watching it with them, and then something else came on. I'm like, Are you kidding me? They have a whole therapy session after the show to talk <laughs> exactly. about the show, and they were like, Yeah, this is like this is a real thing. And I was like, What? Who does this? They're like the real fans do. They're dedicated. That's right. I've never seen a fan base like the Walking Dead fan base. They have been incredible. And they will show up from states and states away to see the people that they love, that they you know, got to know on screen. 
It's amazing. It's it's really indescribable. You would have really to experience is. it to understand what kind of fans and the level of devotion this show has it's unreal really i mean even when they're filming they'll be waiting outside around you know block or two down the road just to see if they can kind of catch a glimpse or you know whatever i don't know it's you're so right i've never been that type but i mean i don't know maybe if michael jackson was still around i I might be one of those people but (laughs) that is never gonna come around for me right right (laughs) so okay so you got into art and you do beautiful work um very and also like when you do portraits they're very they're very lifelike too the details are amazing but how'd you get into acting i mean i know it's all entertainment but like how do you go to paint and draw and then turn around and act honestly i kind of fell into it um i was sitting at the house about 10 o'clock one night and i had one of my friends from the walking dead of all things he was uh, one of the saviors and he called me up and said there's a big cattle call going on for the originals and you want to come check it out? You've never got to do anything like that before. I said, yeah, sure, come on. So we headed down there. We had a call time of like 5 a.m. And uh, there was about 750 people there. It was crazy. Um, and out of all them people, they kind of pulled me out of them and had me frame up with the actual actors to do their dialogue. And from there, it just kind of started you know, snowballing again. They asked me to come back and do another episode. And from there, I got to do quite a few other things like Ozark and The Gifted and uh, work on Clint Eastwood's Richard Jewell, you know, uh, a couple of years back. And from uh, whenever COVID started, they uh, had a lot of COVID restrictions, as everybody knows, as far as the acting world goes. And uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, they started doing all the true crime shows. And since you couldn't bring everybody in across the country like you normally could for these acting roles, they had a very small radius of who they wanted to use. And I just kind of fell into that radius. And now I've done just about every true crime show that there is. I've been uh, stereotyped as a detective, even with hair like this, if you can believe it. So it's really, <laughs> like you hair. said, it's wild. It's kind of like that feather in Forrest Gump. You know, life takes you wherever it wants to take you. It's, it's wild. Oh, my God, Forrest Gump. Jenny. Jenny. I would think about that part. I was running. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. I'm so happy they never tried to remake that because you, you just can't. You can't. Uh, but I didn't know you were on the originals. I, I worked on yeah. Ozark a little bit. Um, I don't know if you remember that scene that they had where they had a whole bunch of poppies for that drug scene that they had kind of like yeah. in the basement. Yeah, yeah. I, I made all those. That was in the final season, wasn't it? Uh, no, season? no. It was earlier on. Earlier? I want to say it was like maybe the second season first gotcha. or second season it was kind of like when they had that that couple that was married the the older lady oh. and they were doing the drug thing in the basement the snails yeah 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 and they had like i think they they had a bunch of drugs there but they had like a bunch of the poppies in there and so yeah i yeah i i made every single last one of those that was that That's was a awesome. fun couple days Carpal tunnel where? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It was, you know, it's it's a tedious thing, but it's really cool when you see everything come to life on camera. People don't realize yeah. how much work goes into uh-huh. like a 10 second scene. It's unreal. I spent one time oh, yeah. 36 hours assembling crystal chandeliers for Vampire Diaries. Also that they could be used in a three second shot. Yeah. Isn't it fun? <laughs> the I entertainment mean, business is something else. It's unlike any other business ever. 
I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's it? When I watched it, yeah. like, that's 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 it that's that's all y'all are gonna show like we're not doing nothing else and it was like nope that's that's it nope, that's it yeah i was like awesome well i'm i'm you know listen as long as my check clears i i will glue 20 chandeliers together for the next five exactly. weeks exactly <laughs> mm -hmm. trust me there's much worse things to do than that that's for sure right so looking looking ahead at your journey so far and what you've experienced what is your goal going into the future Honestly, it's to make as many people as happy as I possibly can. Uh, whenever I do my appearances at these uh, comic cons and special events across the country, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. And my whole thing is being able to give someone a quality piece of artwork that's true art that they didn't have to give up an arm and a leg and a liver to get. So that's what my mission is, is to make as many people as I possibly can happy in the future and to use what little career gumption i have to make that happen so thank you all to the, all the shows and everything that have me because if it wasn't for you guys i wouldn't be able to be there for your fans and you know it's just, it's so funny that you say that because when i met you that was you could tell that you just you genuinely just want to spread happiness it's not it's not about the bottom dollar for you it's not about the recognition. You really genuinely love connecting with people. I do. I That's really a do. really beautiful thing. You don't really see that very often anymore. Well, uh, whenever I do my panels across the country, I always tell the kids, every, re every morning you wake up, you have a choice on who you want to be. Mm. Either you want to be the person that loves and supports and takes care of others, or you can be like the Joker and just want to see the world burn because you're miserable and want to see everybody miserable like you are. So you're not born one way or another. You're not born good or bad. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it takes work sometimes to make that choice, but you do have a choice every day on who you want to be. But at the end of the day, I feel like life is work. Life is work. You're constantly, I, at least I will say, because people say, oh, you know, well, you like, like you're different than you were 10 years ago. Well, I mean, I would hope so. I yeah. want to be the same person I was 10 years. It's a whole decade. Like I know, a lot of stuff right? happened in my life. So yeah. I would only hope that I've, I've evolved in some way, even if it's in a small way, but something, exactly. something to make it a little bit different of, of the encounters that you've had with people. What do you feel has been the one moment that's been the greatest growth for you? Oh, wow. I actually got two. Um, I got hired by Burt Reynolds to do a drawing and painting for him. Mm -hmm. And whenever I got to present that to Burt, that was probably one of the biggest moments of my life. It was almost like meeting the Godfather. <laughs> he was uh, one of the most generous and sweet people I've got to work for. And that was one of the most treasurable events that I'll ever have in my life. And the second was getting to do something for Clint Eastwood. He handpicked me for six scenes in his film, Richard Jewell, a couple of years ago. And I got to work with him for six weeks. So that was also one of the biggest moments of my life too do you know that he is actually of the people that i had on my list that i wanted to work with in this business he is the only one i haven't gotten a chance to work with yet oh, everyone no. else i already checked the box on that but he's the only one that's left i hear he is so loyal to his crews he does not change people he doesn't know people out he's extremely uh -huh. loyal he doesn't even want to hear an explanation he doesn't want to know about anything like if it's if it's not broken he's not trying to fix it exactly that's so that's really really cool yeah he kept the same crew around him for i don't know how many years they all mm -hmm. call him boss still it's just like a little family and he's always smiling ear to ear every time you see him 
He put every one of us to shame. He is definitely a hard worker, that's for sure. And he was 92 when we filmed that, too. His so. movies are amazing still, though. I just, yeah. His, the, no one tells a story quite like Clint. No, no. Not not from even the vocal tone to just his facial expressions, everything. Everything is right. incredible. That's so cool. I um, Do you have one moment that's been just, that kind of stands out the most to you with the celebrities that you've met? so far like whether it was a uh, bad moment or a great moment let's see um i did have a moment with burt ward uh i got to do work for him he was on uh he was robin in the old 66 batman tv show and whenever i gave him his drawing apparently he got confused and thought that robin's lip was his tongue and he just looked at everybody's like why is robin sticking his tongue out at me and i was like oh man but that was about <laughs> That's one time that definitely stands out to me is that, but uh, he felt kind of silly after he took a second glance at it. But I realized it was the lip. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Robin can't be perfect all the time, you know. Minor detail. You know, it's funny right. you were talking about The Godfather too, because um, you know, I, I there's a lot of movies I still haven't watched yet, and my friends they just they talk about me all the time because I also haven't watched Scarface. And I'm probably what? the only person, yeah, that talked to Al Pacino and had absolutely no idea who he was. Full-blown conversation. We ended up talking about the city and the weather and what he had really? planned for that week and what he was going to do when he got back home. All this other stuff. I had no idea who he was. Somebody else saw me when I was walking away and they're like, were you just talking to Al Pacino? And I was like, who? I'm like, <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's one of the directors back there. And they're like, huh? no no that that was Al Pacino you were talking to I was like that's awesome oh okay I mean if he would have if I would have walked up to him and he would have been like say hello to my little friend I would have been like oh yeah you might have a little inkling then yeah but like <laughs> otherwise I, I just I honestly I, this is how oblivious I am to things I just thought he was like a director I thought he was one of really? the, the LA guys yeah well I tell you I just got through doing some work for the Righteous Gemstones uh, about a month or two back and uh I worked all day long with a gentleman, and uh, I didn't realize it was Steve Zahn. He was in heavy makeup the entire day. I had no clue whatsoever that that was him. So don't feel bad whatsoever. It could happen to the best of us. Oh, I got I got one better for you. You know who else I talked to for an entire hour and didn't know who he who? was? Gene Simmons. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, he didn't have the blood coming out of the mouth and all that stuff. No so. makeup. He didn't stick his tongue right. out either, so... <laughs> You know, it's so funny because when I was going through security, I was like, why are people taking pictures of him from the back? I thought he was Howard Stern. Really? He had a Rock and That's Republic awesome. bag. Yeah, at the time, Rock and Republic was a big, you know, jeans brand and all that. And, and they had the same hair. The yeah. Same so from behind, hair. I was like, why is Howard Stern in the airport right now in L.A.? Like, that's weird. And then we ended up talking like the whole time we were waiting at the gate. And I went to sit down in my seat and the guy was like, oh, my God how do you know Gene Simmons? And I was like, who? He was like, <laughs> you were just talking to Gene Simmons for an entire hour. How did you not know who that was? I was like, oh, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't He's know just a nice guy. I was just talking to him. I don't know. I don't know. He was just a guy that looked like he had some cool hair, and he was just waiting waiting to get on the plane like I was. <laughs> we were, yeah. We were both like, my God, after a while, we're like, can this take any longer? We started to get so frustrated with, you know, the the – onboarding and you know the planning process that they have it's like can we just like get this thing moving a little faster but um yeah you become good friends with those neighbors you're uh, stuck with for quite a while 
It's and especially now, I don't know for you, you travel quite a bit. So maybe you might have an opinion on this. OK, I know everybody's got this big thing where it's like, ah, uh, I would never fly Spirit Airlines or Frontier. I only do Delta or American because there's so much more room. I'm like, where? There's like an extra two to three inches that doesn't even cover like an elbow. What, yeah. what are you getting that's that much more for like triple the price? I don't understand. Exactly. I was about What's to say that's an extra thousand dollars for that inch right there. <laughs> that's a special inch, isn't it, too? Yes, it is. Uh, it's like you go from being like this to like this. Yep. <laughs> just a little bit less uncomfortable. It's crazy. I'm like, look, can we just normalize some of these things? I, look, I call Spirit the air taxi, okay? If I need to get somewhere... It's it's the same. It's cheaper than a taxi, actually. Sometimes to get to some cities. Yeah, I'd say that for Absolutely. a forty-five minute flight. Why not? I'm here. For My it. worst why not? times are always in the security. Whenever going through the security, something always goes wrong. Either my belt goes crazy, or my shoes won't come off, or I can't get them back on, or it's just there's always something stressful. So that's my biggest thing. I I know how that goes too, all too well, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> so if you if you could paint like the perfect picture of what twenty twenty three would look like for you, what would it be? Oh, good lord! No, pressure. honestly, uh, <laughs> with everybody that has hired me in the past couple of weeks. It's going to be a Dragon Ball Z type of year. I've had several of the cast members, the original cast members, to uh, contact me and want me to do drawings and paintings for them. So there's going to be a whole bunch of Dragon Ball Z going on this year. So, are you so are you like are you a legit comic fan? Has that always been a a thing for you? Like, so this has to be kind of almost like a full circle moment because of where you started and where you're at. Absolutely. I've always been a fan. I always had a big soft spot in my heart for Marvel and DC and especially Image later on and some of these uh, anime shows too. But that's where my heart's always been. I don't think I ever grew up. I really don't. I think my maturity level's still in that kid in middle school reading his comic books on his bed. So it's got me this far. Hopefully it'll take me a little bit further. I feel like one of the best parts though of being an adult is being able to still have that fun side to you. you. If you grow up too fast and you're too serious, life becomes just dull and stressful. Exactly. You want to be able, I'm like, it. listen, I want the inner kid in me to always be there, regardless Amen. of what it is. I don't care if I look stupid sometimes or I say stupid things. My jokes are trash. Everybody that knows me knows that. Like, I cannot deliver a decent punchline to save my life. Um, but, you know... <laughs> It's fun, right? I'm like, if I laugh, exactly. that's all that matters. I don't mind doing silly right. things. And Trust me, life is too short not to be having fun and enjoying it the way you should be. It really, it really is, because you never know what tomorrow brings. No, absolutely not. What advice would you give to people that are trying to get into this industry and kind of follow your same journey? I say, give yourself a chance. Everybody owes it to themselves to give themselves a shot. Even if it's uh, getting your feet wet and doing some extra featured work in Atlanta with, some, with central casting or trying to do some of the true crime shows in Knoxville, Tennessee through Jupiter Entertainment. Um, you definitely owe it to yourself because you never know what can happen. God knows I didn't think that I'd be sitting here talking to you tonight in this interview and uh, going cross country to all these events and everything as a celebrity guest. Never would have thought in a million years. And it's, Absolutely it's funny because we did kind of have a full circle moment when I met you with Noel because you were talking yeah. about how he was behind the desk or behind the table 
when That's you right. saw him and you said, now this time I'm behind yep. the table. So that was one of the coolest stories. That was uh, the very first year that I went to Comic Con in San Diego to do my portfolio reviews to become a professional artist. And he was the very first celebrity I got to meet on the show floor before I went and did my interviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just made me feel so relaxed and he was cutting up with me and everything. He really took that edge off of me and I was able to be myself after that so i have always owed noel g a huge thank you for that and uh, getting to see him at the camp just a couple of weeks ago and get to tell him this story and us switch places in the picture mm-hmm. where i'm behind the counter this time instead of him it was truly a magical moment you're talking about some of those magic moments in my career that was one of them that was yeah. definitely one of them yeah noel is a really amazing person And he genuinely cares about people. He wants to see people happy. He means well. He always has the best intentions. And when it comes to jokes, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, get a new, get a new day job. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's this thing that we always have, you know, as, as friends back and forth. Cause I'm like, he's always cracking jokes on me. I'm like, do you ever take a breath? Like, can you, can you let me at least get one decent joke in? He's like, no, no. I mean, we might be waiting a whole nother two decades before you get to have of one and i'm like wow that's how you know he loves you if i don't if, like me if i'm not picking on you then i don't like you so. right well a lot of times when people don't say much that kind of tells you everything you need to know yeah You're no like, doubt about that i guess they don't really like me too much but yeah he's he's Silence a great person and I'm, I'm really glad that we got to that we got to do that because that was important i know you didn't want to ask and i was like bump that let me go get him real quick and bring him back over here oh yeah you were quick you were back within five seconds yeah it's it's important those you know throughout the years i've met a lot of people and i always feel very strange asking for pictures because i'm like it's weird but now that i think about it looking back had i done that i would have this insane wall of memories from all the people that i've met over the years and uh, I think it's really special to be able to have that, especially when it means so much to you. It's a very pivotal point for you because you were Absolutely. first coming into it. And now it shows, you know, how far you've come from that first yeah. day. So I, I thought that was really, really, really cool and really special. So I'm really glad yeah. that we got to meet because I definitely have some stuff that I'm going to have you do for the show and for me as well. So you're stuck Trust being me, my the friend for life. Mine. <laughs> lifelong you know. friend whether you like it or not absolutely no You're likewise stuck with me. yeah you've of of the people that i've met probably in the last 10 years you've been one of the ones that have stood out the most you're just you're that such a kind more person. than you ever realize thank you that yeah. means a lot so i definitely plan on staying in touch everybody out there you have to check out his work it is amazing and that that joker painting i was talking about i'll go ahead and i'll put that up for you guys so you can check it out you need to head over to his website you want to go ahead and give them your website and your uh, absolutely it's art of com. that'll take you to my facebook and my instagram so please give me a follow and uh just so you all know every one of these are hand drawn in pencil and hand painted by me too they are not digital whatsoever I take weeks to do them. So I am known for my detail and realism. So I take my time and just pack them as full as I possibly can. You really do. And the amount you. that you have done is crazy. I'm like, look, More than I want to be like you when I grow up one day. <laughs> if I ever grow up, we'll see. Right? Look, you have to keep living your life like that, though, because it's going to keep you youthful and happy. And That's at right. the end of the day, if you're not happy, then what's the point of living life? You are you know? so right, Abby. Yeah. You are so right. So I'm so happy we got to have this conversation today. Thank you so much me for too. taking time out of your day to come on hey, my thank show. thank you for having me. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Trust me. 
it'll be the first of many. I can't wait. Absolutely, my friend. Great <laughs> talking to you. Yes, yeah, same here. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to The Abby Night Show. See you guys.